Fuck you for not talking to me, man. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Welcome to Planet Rage, the intersection of insanity and madness. Here are your hosts, Larry Blydner and Darren O'Neill. Hello, everybody. It's Planet Rage number 19. Can you believe it, Larry? 19. 19. 19. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I should have used that song 19 as a lead in on this one. <laughs> then we'd that? be sued. We'd be sued, but why not? As, as our buddy Bandrew said in his latest video, if here's I have some very important information. Grab a pen and paper. This will really help you if you want to avoid copyright strikes on YouTube and other social media on your podcast and all that. Don't use copyrighted material. It's pretty easy, right? <laughs> yeah. Not a lot of people have figured that one out, though. Yeah. They always figure that out. We like that guy. He's cool. He has good content. He has he very does. good content. Yeah. And he delivers it really well. Yeah. And I tested something, which is this is like the podcaster's version of instant messaging mm-hmm. is I was talking on the last random thoughts about how he had mentioned the series Veronica Mars and how my wife and I yes. never watched that. And we start watching it. So I'm like, I curse you, Bandrew Scott. And about 60 minutes later, he was commenting on it. So this is how podcasters communicate now, I guess, <laughs> which is if I have a message for you, I won't. I am you. I won't just- send you an email. I'll just talk about you on my podcast. There you go. It works. <laughs> it works. But uh, Chicago this past weekend, seven people shot. Nobody killed. I I couldn't. This this is what? freaking me what? out, Larry. What? what? What are you using? Rubber bullets? What are you talking about? How Only seven. And nobody was it really killed. cold. Was it like uh, 887 below zero or something? What's what's the deal with the weather? Yeah, it was pretty chilly, especially oh, Friday. Yeah. It was like sub zero and it was a little warmer during the day on uh, Saturday. But then Sunday got really icy yeah. and crappy. And yeah. uh, so the weather gets bad. And this is how you can predict this. If it gets yeah. really cold, people don't even want to go outside to kill each other. That's cold. That's cold. Plus, if you do, you know, the action might freeze on your pistol. So <laughs> right. that could be a factor. Right. Yeah, you yeah. have to keep your pistol warm, mm-hmm. keep it well lubricated. You don't want yeah. that failing on you in the no, no. in the sub zero temperatures of Chicago, where all sorts of crazy stuffs going. And it's fun to watch the mayor now go up against the Chicago Teachers Union because the teachers don't want to go to school because they're so scared. Larry, they're so scared. It's so scary. It's so scary. <laughs> I don't even understand it. I don't understand it. It's fun, though, to watch. Lori well, isn't Lightfoot. that political suicide? I mean, those teachers, I mean, the teachers unions control all the elections pretty much. So, yeah. Right. So as clueless as Lori Lightfoot has been on so many things, I have to give her credit here because she's calling them out and saying what they did was illegal walking out and they're hurting the kids. And she hit it right on the nose, whether she wanted to or not, as a ultra liberal mayor of chicago that she is but she hit on the fact that the biggest problem is that 
where these teachers are walking out are a lot of these areas are less than rich that mm-hmm. you have a lot of single family homes. You have a lot of single black families that the mom works. And if the kids are home, the mom can't work. And she figured that one out. Mm. And I'm like, you know, this is part of crashing the system. This is a part sure. of all of this where, oh, if we don't if we don't go to work, then they have to keep their kids at home. Then they can't go to work. And then this is a cascading effect that is bad. There you go. Yeah. But Lori yeah. figured it out. So congrats to her on that. I don't know if it is political suicide or not, because, you know, oh, I think it is. Yeah, I think it is. But maybe are we going to start having some people on the left realize that the policies of the ultra loony left are even too loony for them? No. I vote no. <laughs> it would be nice, but uh, yeah, I would agree. I would agree. The And overall, when we you know take this lens and make it much bigger and look at the country, all of these Democrats, the speech from Biden, which I could have clipped some, but I'm tired of hearing Joey's voice. When it, yeah. when it all comes down to it, what a crock of crap. And I think yes. we have a little bit in the clip from uh, Gutfeld that you brought, yes. but Joey, the uniter that he promised to be a right. year ago when he took office, what happened to that Joey? Well, you know what, which reminds me in our last uh, go around here on app 18, I recall you asked me if I thought if I agreed with you and Dvorak that uh, the guy that uh, let's go Brandon him was out of line and uh, I really hadn't formed an opinion, but after watching Joey's grandstanding about January 6th, I do have an opinion. And I think the guy just should have come right out and said, fuck you, Joe um, live on air. Okay. Because (laughs) this guy, this guy, just when you think he can't get any more scurrilous and disgusting, he, he, he steps up to that plate. He really does. And everything about him, everything, I mean, he doesn't pick his nose unless he figures there's some political capital in it for doing that, really. And that little that little uh, bullshit session with him and the fake doctor wife with the NORAD Santa thing, you know, um, that wasn't his idea. You know, somebody said, hey, this let's do this. Maybe it'll up some of your uh, your approval scores. You know, what parent what parent on earth would ever say, hey, kids, let's watch Mr. and Mrs. Uh, uh, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue talk about Santa Claus. No, I, I mean, I would be <laughs> shocked, shocked if there was anybody watching that under the age of 40. You know, I mean, it's, it's ludicrous. So, uh, and then he, then he t- comes out with that, as you said, the, the most divisive, bullshit-ridden speech maybe ever telecast. It was, it was mind blowing. So at that point, the guy's a total political animal. He deserves no respect. And as far as respect in the office, I would offer this: did not Mao Zedong hold office? Joe Stalin, Adolf. A lot of guys have office. Doesn't mean they need to be respected. You know, oh, I agree. And th- but there's a time so. and a place for everything. I can give a little leeway to something that is allegedly a special for the kids and Santa Claus and all that. But I mean, the reality is the other side was horrible to Donald Trump. They were horrible to George Bush. They were, you know, not that those guys were perfect in any way. Yeah. But this concept that, oh, we need to have decorum. You don't, you know, you need both sides. To be right. If everybody's playing by those rules, okay, you're 
Yes. But at, at the same time, there is no there is no filthier business than politics. And when you get into that, you know, that's it's that's what's going to come your way. You better be ready to take the uh, the slings and arrows, as they say. And uh, it's to be expected. And I actually, actually I think the guy went light on Joey. Actually, it was a brilliant movie because it showed what an imbecile he was when he when he repeated the phrase. Yeah, you know, I still crazy. give him credit because if I was if I were Joe Biden and I fully knew what that phrase meant, because I've yeah. done it to people who, you know, on social media yes. and stuff would be like, you know, ah, screw you. I'd be like, yeah, screw me. Screw me. You right. know, it's like, it's, right. it's just like, okay, I'll go along. That's fine. And now what are yeah. you going to say? Right. But I don't, right. yeah, I don't it's, necessarily believe that he was cognizant of. No, that was not an act of verbal judo on Joe's behalf. He was just fucking clueless. Which how you don't have some kind <laughs> of vetting or a, uh, Right. Uh, or a ta- you know tape. I understand you want to do a live thing and all that, but it, it gets it gets a little tricky. But then Joe with this yeah. speech blaming Trump, no. not by name, the former no. president. How many times did you say the former president, my predecessor, whatever? Right. You right. wouldn't say Trump's name because you know once right. you give Trump, it's like Beetlejuice. Yeah. I guess you give him power if you say his name. Well, you can bet that they spanked him bare ass <laughs> when in a previous speech. He gave Trump credit for ramping up the vaccines. Right. Remember that? Right. He, you know, and uh, I'm sure heads were exploding at the DNC when he said that. And they they took him behind the woodshed, cut a switch and left his ass, you know, blazing because of that. And so this is probably the, you know, the makeup homework for having committed that infraction. Right. Because there can now be no middle ground. You can't say anything no. nice. No. About the other side. And no. that's on both sides, which is where the problems are it is i mean i know i've suspected after all these years that you're not the biggest fan of uh, miss lightfoot there but you do give credit where credit is due and if she's called out these teachers for their chicanery then you know the truth is truth right you know it just is and even if it's coming from someone uh, you revile it it doesn't change the fact of what they said right you say you got this one right or you're at least you're on the right side of this issue whatever it is nobody ever you know these people in the media especially donald trump if he would have said the exact same thing well no that's horrible oh but if if biden says it well no that's the greatest thing ever right because it's really not honest and pointing to trump over and over with this january 6th thing Mm -hmm. is so disingenuous i can't believe we actually have a vice president who would compare what happened on january 6th to pearl harbor i mean well, I mean, she's just she's just uh, parroting Chucky Schumer, who did that uh, several days after it happened. You know, the whole temple of democracy, which on my show, I said, hey, if it's a temple, then I guess that makes you a god, doesn't it? You know, it is something where it had bad optics for the rest of the world, which is the was the worst thing about it. When I look back at this now, which yeah. is the United States looked like a banana republic. And I'm sure the people that went in thought they were doing something great. The reality is most of them now are going to have their lives ruined for doing not much more than taking a stroll through the Capitol building. Totally did. And staying within the velvet ropes. Right. Yeah. But that's absolutely uh, what we got in Biden's speech, though. A year after January 6th, what came through as the message to me was. We're really afraid of Donald Trump still. Yes, that and and the the also messages 
Uh, don't look at my abject failures on every fucking front. Here's the distraction. I'm saving our, dis- our democracy was threatened. Okay, that, that's all that was. I mean, that guy has been the worst person ever to hold uh, that office in the history of this country. There's no, there's no doubt. None. And so that's what it is. So don't, don't look at all this shit that I fucked up. Um, just look at what the other side did to our temples. But he sounded so tough. When he- oh, that, that, that's part of what <laughs> is so irksome about this guy, because he's such a punk. He's so clearly he's so untough. You know, his his uh, his bullshit about the, you know, the rumble that never happened with corn pop. And you know, <laughs> the man's a pussy. Face it. He just is. And all the saber rattling and chest beating all bowed out. He's, he's such a con artist. Well, and, and career politician who was able to be a con artist because the people who are supposed to be checking this, which would be the media, give him a pass. Of course. Of course. I, I don't understand. Well, not, not everybody in the media is giving him a pass, which is proven by the clip that you brought from Greg Gutfeld, who you're seeing over the last Four to six months or so. I've been seeing a lot on the ascension of Greg Gutfeld. And it's been an interesting thing to watch because I've been aware of him for years. And for quite a long time, he was the maybe whipping boys a little strong, but he was the lowest end of the rung. He had a show on Fox News that aired at what, like two in the morning or something? Red eye, red eye something. Yeah, I remember that. And it was, okay, he's funny, he's a, you know, just a conservative comedian, that was it. He was not yeah. really taken seriously, and all of a sudden, he's kind of slid into a little bit of a different position. Yeah. So is Jesse Waters. He yes. was kind of, uh, he was like a O'Reilly's monkey, wasn't he, for a while? Yeah, yeah, he'd go out and do the man-on-the-street interviews and stuff yeah. like that, which those, I mean, again, I, I like the entertainment of the man-on-the-street thing. But I also know that could be a three minute segment called from three hours where a bunch of people really were smart with their answers. And what you took were the few idiots that, you know, really made for better entertainment. Right. But it's good for entertainment. But Gutfeld is becoming the person on the right with the razor sharp wit who isn't afraid to get a little bit nasty which right which i enjoy yes which is overdue but this was a clip of them asking him what he thought of biden's speech performance and here's that clip at this moment we must decide what kind of nation are we going to be are we going to be a nation that accepts political violence as a norm are we going to be a nation Will we allow partisan election officials to overturn the legally expressed will of the people? Are we going to be a nation that lives not by the light of the truth, but in the shadow of lies? I did want to say when I was listening to this clip, everything he was saying, I totally agreed with, but I thought his side was doing exactly the opposite. Yes. In between adjusting his dentures. I don't know if you heard that. <laughs> uh, Mike's picked up that as well. They were kind of rattling around, but. Maybe that's why he always uses such bad sound guys. Maybe. She can't, you can't hear the denture <laughs> rattling. Joe Biden for a fixident. <laughs> we cannot allow ourselves to be that kind of nation. The way forward is to recognize the truth. 
and to live by it. Greg, your thoughts on that? Well, this was a guy that was supposed to unite the country, and we, we've pretty much seen what he's turned out to be. He basically, what he did was he scolded millions of Americans for what he believes something very bad that they did. He's presuming their guilt. He's assuming they're guilty. That's not what a president should do. He just reversed the presumption of innocence, concluding that all of those people there were guilty. And he's doing it from the highest office in the land. This is exactly what he did with the Border Patrol agent. This is exactly what he did with Kyle Rittenhouse. There isn't a citizen on in America that he wouldn't bash if it suited him politically without the actual facts, without the truth. He keeps talking about the truth. But in every one of those instances, there are lies. There are lies. America would American. Well, that's really the same thing that Obama did with the cops acted stupidly when they pulled over or, you know, hassled one of his buddy professors or something like that, if I'm remembering mm. correctly. And without having all the facts, you go out and you spew stuff. Well, sure. Make hay while the sun shines. Use that political capital. But he makes a good point that it's like it really doesn't matter if we're talking about the people in January 6th, if you're talking about Rittenhouse or whatever it is. Right. He doesn't need to have the facts. He can say whatever he wants. And again, this is in large part because none of this normally is getting checked by the media, which, again, I understand this is a extreme thing that happened, which was having a Supreme Court justice, Sotomayor. <laughs> who came out and said oh we have a hundred thousand children severely ill with covid yeah. and uh the doctors and the cdc woman was walensky uh came out mm. and was like mm, 3500 right i mean I'm, I'm not saying we shouldn't be concerned about having thousands right. of kids that are sick but there's a big difference between 3500 and 100,000 <laughs> that's not a rounding error yeah. That is not, I mean, that's something that if Trump made an error like that, you'd be like, ah, he's a moron. But well, yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. But that's it. That is that's the political it. climate that we've got going on. Let, uh, let Gutfeld continue here. He's right now is a triple vaccine dose of fair and balance because we're being force fed brainwashed from a media in an orgy of self-congratulation, in a deliberate and coordinated scam to basically target their political enemies, as Jesse pointed out. And in, as usual, the Democrats are working in tandem with the media the same way they did with the Hunter Biden laptop cover-up, the same way they did it with Russian collusion, the same way they did it with the shadow campaign that Time Magazine boasted about that saved, saved the 2020 election. They bragged about that. How can you not see this coordinated effort when you see everybody involved, including the cast of Hamilton, for God's sake? The fact is, why are we, probably the majority of Americans, letting anyone dictate a phony narrative under the guise of an anniversary, unless it's about the anniversary of Ashley Babbitt's murder? Because that's more valuable than anything we listen to today. And it's easy to commemorate one day, right? One day. Good luck commemorating the riots after George Floyd or the riots after Jacob Blake or the riots after uh, Trump was elected in 2016. You'd have to commemorate every single day. You would run out of damn candles if you commemorated that stuff. 
But this is easy. This is easy. It's one day. They're trying to turn it into Pearl Harbor. They're trying to turn it into 9-11. But you can't commemorate their crimes because then you'll realize how little the media and the Democrats cared about your actual suffering during those riots. So they do this to place a target on the backs of their political enemies, the rubes. And they're doing it as a coordinated effort, and they want this thing to be permanent. Every year we're going to have to do that. I say no, F you. Um, <laughs> the, um, I didn't say the actual word. No, you didn't. I said F stands for forget, There's no Dana. Bleeping. I said forget. Hashtag never forget. By the way, congrats. Yeah. yeah. He's got a good point. Yeah. And uh, Mary Catherine Hamm, who is a CNN commentator, or you know, she's a opinion person, one of the few that leans conservative on CNN was even calling out CNN's bullshit in the coverage of the uh, Scalise when he was shot. Mm-hmm. If you remember right outside of Washington or in Washington at the field where they were practicing for the baseball, softball game, whatever it was. Yep. And she's like, I live right there. Two days later, the new story was gone. Gone. And this was actually somebody trying to assassinate people in the government yes and that was gone in two days nobody remembers the anniversary of that but january 6th uh yeah that's that's like pearl harbor i mean the other one was people actually getting shot yes well and look at it look at even the verbiage how many times whether it's joey his sidekick pelosi schumer the deadly the deadly events on january 6th well, let's see. There's only one dead person as a result of that. That was Ashley Babbitt. So, so they co-opt somebody from the other side into their narrative of bullshit. It's incredible. Yeah, which makes no sense. And in that story, it's like that one annoys me as well, because there's so many people that are like, oh, well, she didn't know what she was doing. It's like, yeah, for some people, I could give you that. But for somebody who served in the military, she should have been able to understand what was going to happen when you try breaking into a federal building and then into the inner sanctum of a federal building, I, you know, you have to take some responsibility for it. Do I think she should have been shot dead? No, but I also can't totally blame the cop on the other side of that. Who's probably woefully unprepared for something like this to happen because in the history of the United States, this doesn't normally happen. This isn't something if you're a cop in the Capitol building, when's the last time you were challenged? Well, I would I would blame that guy for a couple of reasons. First of all, she walked in. Yeah. Um, But you got to ask yourself, how many cops um, pulled aside the uh, the sawhorses and stanchions and invited her into that building, which we saw multiple times, didn't we? So maybe her mind was, oh, I guess this is this is okay for today because the cops are inviting us in. Right. And then they get to that point uh, of that of that uh, of the shooting. And when I saw the um, you know different angles of that, I couldn't believe there were at least three cops on at the top of that stairwell on her side of the doors who were in full body armor with <clears throat> automatic weapons. And they, they, they weren't the least bit concerned. They're kind of milling around like, yeah, OK, they're pushing doors. You know? So the guy that that shot her. He what he couldn't see that he couldn't see the he had tremendous backup just on the other side of that door. So I can't uh, I can't I can't go along with uh, with his innocence or his being you know, scared out of his wits. I think uh, he saw a clear shot and he took it. I think that was what he was 
I was going to say programmed, which is a little strong, but I think that's probably <laughs> what the training was that if somebody comes through that door, you do this. What was the weirdest to me was in the video on the other side of the door from where the cop was, the side where Ashley Babbitt was, where they were slamming with whatever they had at the time. I don't remember if it was uh, fire extinguishers or something like that. But in front of those doors, you're absolutely right. There were armed police who yeah. were standing there who were convinced to leave, which I don't understand. I want to know that story. And I've never heard that story. Yeah. Why and, those and guys looked, moved. And those guys looked very much unconcerned. They didn't even look stressed. They're like, you know, it's like they're waiting in line for a ball game or something. Right. I mean, something about that doesn't pencil out. <laughs> well, it could just be that they've got guns and the people, although when you're being surrounded <laughs> by people, it doesn't matter that you've got the weapon because you realize you could be overrun. If there's, if there's a hundred people there and you and I are standing in front of those doors, even if you have AR 15s, you know, what, or AR 47, whatever the scariest weapon you can imagine is, you realize that you're way outnumbered and you could be overrun. So yeah, I think you would be a little more concerned. I've never really understood that why those guys stood down because if they stayed in front of those doors, she never goes through. Right. So that's a question I think should be answered. The cop on the other side, he should have never been put into that position, which I th he was Capitol Police, correct? He wasn't military. I think he was Capitol Police. I don't yes. know if the guys in front were Capitol Police or if they were, you know, D.C. or if they were, because I, I don't think there were any well, National Guard in the building. Well, that's what I was going to say. We know they weren't any of the National Guard that Trump requested and didn't get. That right. We know. <laughs> 10 to 20,000 he requested. And if that would have been granted what a different day that could have been oh yeah nobody yeah. probably goes into the capitol at that point because if you have 10 to twenty thousand no. national guard and they're just standing on the capitol steps people sure. are never getting close enough to no. go in no and you think twice it's as we've talked about i believe here in the past at least somewhere where when people are armed if you know that somebody that lives inside that house is a gun owner you're less likely to go into that house. Sure. But sure. Uh, nobody wants to talk about all of that kind of stuff, which is there's a lot of finger pointing going on. It was all at Donald Trump from Biden. So much for the inclusion of let's bring everybody together. And they're still going oh. after Trump for believing that the election was messed with in one way, shape, or form, not in completely on the up and up one way, shape, or form. And they act like, Nobody on the Democratic side, the Democrat Party side, I shouldn't say Democratic side, nobody that's a Democrat has ever contested the results of an election. And then you can go pull out the clips from Hillary Clinton in 2016 <laughs> when she lost to Trump. Right. Saying he's not really the elected president. You know, it's this is nothing new. No. It's no. not a new playbook. It's been done. I mean, when looking back now, as much of a douchebag as I think Al Gore is, he handled that presidential election pretty well. He, you know, conceded. He let the country go on with its its business. Yeah. And he's probably the one that had a much better case than anybody else as far as being able to prove it. I think Trump's got a pretty good case, but I don't think there's evidence to prove it. 
Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, the Gore thing. But maybe Al's smarter than we give him credit because, uh, you know, he, he missed that brass ring, but he went on to become worth three, four hundred million bucks yes. sitting on various boards and so forth. And nobody's shooting at him. You know, his life's kind of a cakewalk. So maybe Al was smarter than we think. Selling carbon credits and all that kind yeah, of exactly, stuff. Exactly right. <laughs> you know, yeah, that is that is the beauty of it. Uh, NetNet saying there was actually uh, another woman who died at January 6th after, uh, let's see, was pushed down the steps or something. So, yeah, I mean, there, I don't think we still know 100% what happened. No. And then there's a whole, I mean, I think there's a massive cover up there. I think this, this, this Ray Epps guy and so forth. There was, there was definitely some, uh, some cajoling and instigation going on, I think by, by feds in that crowd, really. Well, that is their, that is their MO. Yeah. The FBI, that's not a surprise to hear about the, oh, we gave guy a bunch of fertilizer and said, oh, we're now you're under arrest because you're building a bomb right. that we convinced you to build. Right. The internet changes everything with all this stuff where you can very easily with social media now figure out a way to, uh, you know, to gather people that have a certain mindset. And I do believe a lot of this is people who are venting, who would never, you know, it's the old joke, like, ah, they're living in their mom's basement. And I think that's true for a lot of these people who would never do anything but vent from their mom's basement. But then somebody recruits them in like, whoa, you seem like maybe you'd be interested in this. You know, and then they convince them to do more in the guise of, well, you know, we're just we're just the FBI where we you know they were going to do this anyway. It's like and you you don't know that. Right. You don't know what somebody was going to do if this other external influence didn't come in. Mm-hmm. But a lot of cases are made that way. Yeah. You know, I don't yeah. know what is fair and what's not, because I do understand that. For all sorts of law enforcement to do their job, they need to get ingrained with the people that are committing the crimes. But there is a line that has to be drawn there on whether somebody would have done something if they were not put up to it or given that ability to do it. I mean, like, say somebody has never owned a gun. They were never going to buy a gun. You know, an FBI agent befriends them. And leaves his gun, you know, the plant waiting for the guy on his table. And then he takes it and kills people. Well, who's responsible then? Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's going down a rabbit hole. But that's all January 6th really is. Yeah. It's a major rabbit hole being used for political reasons. Trying to take anybody, which is just so disingenuous. Anybody that. So phony that believes that the election was maybe not completely on the up and up. Well, that is insurrection now. Insurrection. And how about the candlelight vigil on the steps of the Capitol? I didn't see video of that, but I saw a still photograph and I thought, holy shit, are you kidding me? Makes for good optics. It sure does. Isn't that what it's all about now? Just makes for good optics. Nothing else. Nothing else. (laughs) That's it. That is yeah. absolutely it. Uh, let's see. You had a clip from Rick. Was this uh, Rick? No, Rick Rubin. No, Rick Rubin is the. It's actually it's it's Bongino uh, and and Rick Rubin is a guest on his show. Dave Rubin, right? 
I'm sorry, uh, Dave. Because Rick Rubin, he's the guy that makes all the music with. uh, Yeah, Peter Dan was belly button. Yeah, different, different, different Rubin. Both talented. Yeah, Yeah. which one's more? Yeah, which one's more entertaining? I'm not sure. Yeah. Speaking of big tech, one of the labels they just casually throw around is you know misinformation and disinformation. But if you've been paying attention, it's kind of strange how this dopey label only gets attached to Republicans and conservatives. Matter of fact, any enemy of the left. While they ignore legions of misinformation emanating from the left on a minute-by-minute basis. Here's Joe Biden parroting a narrative that millions of Americans know is not true. There's no excuse. No excuse for anyone being unvaccinated. This continues to be a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Okay, that's just not true. Joining me now is someone who's seen Big Tech's biased misinformation push firsthand. My friend and host of the Rubin Report, Dave Rubin. Dave, thanks so much for joining us. Dave, this can't possibly continue, Dave. Um, The left has been exposed repeatedly. You've seen it. You've exposed it yourself, whether it was a Spygate thing, the Hunter Biden's laptop is Russian uh, disinformation. These are all obviously false stories. Now we have Joe Biden, uh, you know, talking nonsense. People who are vaccinated are sadly getting coronavirus every day. But there's no misinformation label for them, Dave. Why is that? Isn't that bizarre, Dan? They're always labeling us conspiracy theorists and misinformation experts and disinformation agents. And yet Joe Biden 100% lied there. Every single person watching this show right now knows somebody who was vaccinated, most likely boosted, and got COVID, got Omicron over the last couple of weeks where it really exploded throughout the country. You know, if we are to believe we are in this cataclysmic uh, pandemic still two years after two weeks to flatten the curve. That strikes me, that statement, which is an absolute lie, strikes me as impeachment worthy. Is he either lying directly to all of us to have the rest of the people injected with something, or does he not know and his people are misinforming him, or is there something far more nefarious? I don't know what the answer is, but they do it over and over, and that is exactly why the censorship is ramping up. Well, yeah. Because big tech, we know what side they're coming down on. A lot of this, though, which is why it is really becoming hard to watch this. I think a lot of this is just ant fucking more than anything else. And we're talking about such, you know, details. And I agree. The language has changed what people used to think of as a vaccination. That's not what you have anymore. And that's fine. You know, if the science is changing, that's great. If we're going to need a new word to say something, that's fine. The reality well, I is, think I, I, well, well, I got to stop you there. I can't agree with that. If you, if you're altering the definition of a word vaccine to fit the ineffective uh, concoctions you've dreamed up, that's, that's fraud. That's not fine. That's fraud. Um, you know, which is what's happened. I mean, you look at all the other vaccines, uh, from tetanus to polio and so forth, they're pretty much one and done. And it does stop infection and transmission. Right. This one, these, not this, these do not. Right. They're therapeutics. I mean, they shouldn't be called a vaccination. They shouldn't be called called. vaccines. They should not be called vaccines. But then you have people on the other side who are like, oh, they don't do any good. They don't do anything. And I keep seeing articles and maybe every hospital system every health organization is lying maybe but from what i see it is like 14 times more likely to wind up in the hospital or icu if you're unvaccinated and that's something that should also be data that people can have 
So, I mean, both sides do this, which makes this such a, and the fact that it is, it is politicized means this isn't going to go away anytime soon. No, because it's but, not but, about a virus. It's not about caring about people's health. It isn't about anything but power. And it's kind of on both sides. I mean, one side may be more right than the other. Yeah, but but one side, what's happened is, you know, the left is so much more adept at controlling the narrative and the vocabulary. Than well, the they right have everything. Far. OK, and so so just as just as they have done with calling a vaccine something a vaccine, it's not really a, a you know, the, the correct definition of a vaccine at the same time. They have lumped together uh, people, you know, if you if you could break it down, if somebody took a very good scientific, well done poll to find out what percentage of Americans are anti-vax as opposed to what percentage of Americans are anti-mandate. OK, right. I think it would be an overwhelming, maybe 90 plus would be anti-mandate. And it's a very small sliver of those who are anti-vax. I'm not anti-vax. I've had the shit vaxxed out since right. I was an infant. Right. OK, but I am anti-mandate. OK, but they paint everybody with now. Oh, you're an anti-vaxxer. No, I'm not. But that's how they do it. And Joey, Joey being the total political weasel that he is, okay, he keeps pounding this uh, a, a, a pandemic of the unvaccinated because, again, that's political capital for him. That's deflection. He has fucked up everything. This is the idiot that said, I am going to crush COVID. I'm going to, what did he say? I'm going to shut down COVID. <laughs> that's, that was the, I'm going to shut down COVID. Really? Well, it looks like COVID shutting him down. Because it's 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 out of control. Most of the country, it's over huge numbers now have this Omicron virus and most of the people are vaccinated or have it. And again, he's proven a liar. How many times do you say you get the vax? You won't get covid. You're good to go. You're OK. Lie after lie after lie. So this is what he's doing is currying favor with his base and at the same time rallying the pitchfork and torque a torch crowd to go after those filthy unvaccinated people who are fucking up your life. Oh, I agree with that. And I am somebody that is completely anti-mandate, but I don't think the vaccines are as deadly as people are making them now. Are there exceptions? Probably not. Probably not. You know, and and if and if they and, you know, if they were as deadly as everybody says, people have been dropping in the streets like 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 flies long ago. I've been waiting. Okay, of course. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) It's not happening yet. I mean, maybe it still will. You never know. It could maybe still will. Well. Well, what about you? Now, I got to ask you this because I, I, you know, this, this kind of popped in my head a couple of weeks ago when I saw the report was our friend Walensky or the CDC, right, um, made an announcement in late December that, you know, if you're going to get faxed that that J&J, that's really not our preferred one. We'd rather get you, you get the Pfizer, the Moderna, the mRNA ones, right? Right. <laughs> as, as, as we discussed, were I to be vaxxed, I would absolutely make the same choice you did. Give me that fucking J and J. Don't fuck. Don't fuck with my DNA. I don't want that. Okay. Well, and not only that, so but you're how do you seeing? Right. That- so how did you feel when when that announcement was made? That suddenly there, the, you know, the, the authorities, the experts have just declared the one you, the one you chose, the one that was declared equal to the others, is now n- not so good. Well, I knew it was bullshit. I mean, from everything that I had read. I mean, granted, I, the CDC director should know more. That an idiot podcaster, but from everything that I had read, the Johnson and Johnson was perfectly safe for pretty much everybody except women of a certain age. Yes. And I'm a guy. 
and I have never transitioned. So I've always been a guy. <laughs> Not yet. There's still time. Right. So I, I didn't have to worry about that. I wasn't under 50 years old. So that was also in, in my right. favor. Right. And from everything that I had read, the mRNA vaccines were dropping off a table as far as their effectiveness after a very short period of time. I mean, it was just right. a matter of weeks where the Johnson and Johnson have seen multiple studies, including one that just came out of the when after the South African Omicron thing started saying that the antibodies for somebody that got the Johnson and Johnson shot at the four or six week level was still going up. Your body was still making antibodies due to that vaccination or to that therapeutic that you got. Right. Whereas with the mRNA, that was going in the other direction. And what the CDC was claiming to be concerned about were these blood clot issues. But nobody was talking at all about the side effects with the mRNA vaccines. And we know those were also out there, especially now with younger males, myocarditis, some really bad stuff can happen. And that's not talked about that's really brushed under the rug which to me i was like yeah it's another case of money obviously johnson and johnson didn't pay the right people <laughs> and that was the reason for it because this even though it is an older technology sometimes older technology is way more stable oh, absolutely in so many ways and i think that's the case here yeah. and with even uh with the uh, omicron omicron whatever you want to pronounce it the Johnson and Johnson appears to, at least out of South Africa's study, 85% keeping people out of the hospital, which, I mean, Omicron overall is so mild. The latest data I saw on this variant was, mm, we're speculating here because it's going to still, we don't have full data. So understand that. But there's multiple respected people that do this for a living that are saying, we now think Omicron, Omicron is less deadly than the seasonal flu. Yes, I've seen that. So why are we shutting things down? Why are teachers right. not going into the classrooms in Chicago? Why are we still dealing with this like people are dying? Because when people were, I mean, it was still with, oh, you know, you have a 99% survival rate. It's like, yeah, but a 1% death rate is still pretty bad. When it comes down to it for a society understood yes. why people were scared. I sure. understand the concept. I mean, trying to put that into the reality meter is hard for a lot of people because a lot of us, I mean, I do, you may ever, you ever buy a lottery ticket. I mean, <laughs> sure. I mean, you realize it's like a one in a million chance, but you're like, it could happen. Same thing with COVID. You can be like, yeah, I have a 99% chance, but what if I'm the one? So I sure. get I get the paranoia. I get sure. where people get concerned. And this is why you need the data. This is why it's not good to have Joey saying it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated because that's not true. What he should be saying is the unvaccinated are staying out of the hospitals at this rate more than, you know, or the vaccinated are staying out of the hospitals at a greater rate than the unvaccinated. And here's the data. But it's still being spread by everybody. So. You know, understand this is still America and it's OK if you don't want to get vaccinated with this. If you don't want to take this therapeutic, it's OK. 
You can make your right. own choice. That's the beauty of it. If you yeah, and your you doctor. Can't. I mean, you just mentioned therapeutics. I mean, uh, look how they shut down the flow of ivermectin, you know, which, by the way, the first time I even heard that word was from your show. I always, always get you always keep me out of the curve. But that was a long time ago. And I remember you saying and, and you you're like ivermectin. Nobody could get that pronounced right either, which is because invermectin, ivermectin, whatever the hell it was. But. Look what happened. It is supposed to be America. And, um, um, you know, I know doctors in Los Angeles who uh, were pres- prescribing that and then uh, said, no, you can't do this. Um, people I know that tried to order uh, the Zaverto pack that Adam talked about. Right. They were, they, they, these things are being seized by the post office. I mean, what what the fuck? Although this, he's a really <laughs> This is a fucking heroin. It's, it's you know, it, it, I mean, it's it's unbelievable. So is it America? I, I don't know. I don't know. Adam Curry and all those folks that did that, they're so brave. To go to a random website and have drugs shipped to you from another country and be like, I'm cool with taking this. You have to really trust the people you're getting this stuff from. You do. But but I think um, those things uh, were, you know, they, they, they were legit. I mean, if you read the some of the information on that, it, it's a lot of people claim that that uh, that regimen saved millions in, in India. You know, a lot of people say it's very effective. Yes, so. as you mentioned on the last or the one before that, that Larry show, it's early getting the early treatment. Well, you were, yeah, you said that. I remember you were talking about your guy who was like your uncle, but not really your uncle. Oh, yeah. Who died right. of this shit. Yeah. And uh, the guy, you know, he, 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 he delayed, right? I'll get better. And I've known a lot of people, I'll get better, I'll get better. And then they don't get better. And then they die. And I remember you saying with the ivermectin, you got to get on it like, boom, you know? You got to do something. They went to it. I don't know why they went to one of the, although there's a lot of doctors, my dad was waiting for a test result and called the doctor on Friday afternoon and both offices were closed. So I'm guessing there was an Omicron, uh, you know, sighting and these offices are now, you know, you, you clean them out and yeah, you know, whatever they need to do, which is really bad. But when this was all starting up, I'm sure there's a lot of doctors that didn't want to see patients in the office if they had these symptoms. So it's like, Oh, they went to the local clinic and the clinic just told them, ah, just take a couple of Tylenols and rest. And yeah, then you wind up dead. Yes. The reality is is there are ways to deal with this, including zinc as talked about on no agenda. John and Adam Mm -hmm. were talking about that on the most recent episode, zinc with a way to get it into your cells, which I buy into the corseton thing. My wife has been out working retail since all of this started she was off for like one month otherwise was back seeing people on a daily basis and mm-hmm. it's the regimen of corsetin zinc vitamin d3 and i mean she takes a couple of other things as well but i think those are the big right. ones mm-hmm. she's never got sick i mean i go. never leave the house i've never so i've never got <laughs> sick <laughs> yeah but you know i'm gonna leave the house because i'm gonna take a correspondence course and get my nursing degree so i can go make 15 grand a week being True. a traveling nurse how about that that's right? not a bad gig i mean you don't, you don't even have to work that long and you're fine <laughs> wow you can and i think s- i probably look pretty fetching in scrubs <laughs> well there you go it's a, it's a whole new uh alternate larry career there choice yeah, <laughs> you didn't see it coming until you're like, how much do they get paid? Wow, fifteen grand a week. Oh, shit. Yeah, but it is. It's uh, if you know how to understand what a virus actually does. It's interesting when you're seeing now that the T cells from the common cold can mm-hmm. keep people from getting this latest 
Omicron. Yes. It's like there is so much. This is morphing into the common cold. The severity has gone down to it. It's moved into the throat. It is not Mm. attacking the lungs like it used to. Right. And this is something that once the news starts coming out, it's going to be much harder and harder. You think you have riots now seeing that in the EU. And I think you're starting to really I surprised Australia has not imploded yet with what's been going on there. Those poor people. Jesus Christ. Because once you start seeing that, well, the the illness is no longer deadly. Yeah. What is the reasoning behind this now? Right. That's a that's a vital question. But it, again, is going to take people on both sides to have somebody they trust. I mean, who Mm -hmm. really at this point, I don't care if you're on the left or the right, who really trusts Anthony Fauci at this point? Why is he still the the head guy in this country? Good question. I don't know. (laughs) Where is the, you know, team of doctors? Where is the 30 to 40 year old doctors who are at the forefront of this? I talked about that with the retinal issues that I had finally finding a surgeon who was able to keep the retina up, but of course the vision was gone. So, I mean, you know, not, not optimal, but the reality is you learn that a lot of this, when it comes to medicine, at least this is what I believe. Sure. I'm sure there are some older doctors who are keeping up, who are on the forefront of things, but I do believe a lot more of these younger doctors that are coming in. I mean, I know they're more fresh out of the schooling and all of that, but they are more up to date on the possibilities of what technology can do to assist. And we need to embrace that. I mean, it's the same problem. We have electing leaders in the United States. I'm tired of the old white people. You know, it just comes to a point where you need to get a slightly different point of view, but uh, that's not really what we're getting. And it takes both sides to be honest about things and to not politicize the hell out of stuff, which I have never been a big Alex Jones fan to begin with. Cause I think he's a buffoon and I know a lot of people listening to us probably love Alex Jones. And for an entertainer, I think he's great. I love I'm with the frogs turning gay. I think that's, that's such great. a great impression you do. That's really, I mean, you could, you, you should, you should post regular videos doing I mean, that's amazing. <laughs> just, just, doing <laughs> that's that. just doing the, yeah. I mean, it's, I could I don't even know what, if I tried to say something so crazy, people wouldn't believe Alex Jones. I don't know if I could come up with something that crazy. Yeah. But he's, you know, he messaged at the death of comedian, Bob Saget, who, if you're of our age, I mean, everybody knows, I think who Bob Saget is. Sure. Because kids, I think, are still watching Full House. I think it's on Netflix. They did the reboot. He was in Entourage as himself and just hilarious in that. And I mean, a lot of people didn't realize if you just saw him on Full House that he was a very blue comic, which is. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, I really I never watched Full House, but there was a marvelous uh, uh, kind of Calling it documentary would be would be stupid. I don't know what you would call it, but it was it was a very interesting show maybe ten years ago about a joke called the aristoc- aristocrat aristocrats. Yes, excuse me, you saw that. Yeah, right? Pendulette and somebody else produced that. Yeah, and it was all these comics telling the same shaggy dog story joke that's been around since the flood. And you know, some of them were really great. I think I remember like Billy Conley really did a great job. But when it came to Saget, 
I mean, holy, he, he made your buddy uh, Marchinko <laughs> sound like uh, Ingrid Bergman or something. I mean, holy shit. I mean, the, the raunch that that guy spewed was just epic. And I thought, this is the same guy that was like, he, he was on that sitcom as like a nice dad. Right. Oh, oh, holy shit. So anyway, I'm sorry, I interrupt you. So what did so Alex say he died because of the jab or what's uh, yeah, what he Yeah, exactly. That is the first yeah. thing that comes out within hours of the yeah. guy dying, which is right. the Alex Jones on um, Mastodon. Bob Saget dies suddenly. Took booster shot on November twenty eighth. <laughs> but that's but that's the but that's the you know what I don't think I get what you're saying totally, but I don't think that horse is ever going back in the barn. You know, people are going to take every every item, every news item, and find a way to spin it politically. It's just where it's at. And, and you, you brought that up very well in your last show about Getter and, and, and these, these various social media platforms have become essentially echo chambers for people who all think the same way. Yes. And, and you're right. And that's, that's never going to change. I think that eventually over time, Twitter will, will be, uh, you know, uh, just a, uh, a hotbed of blue check lefties, which it seems to mostly be now. Then you're going to have Getter and Gab or whatever else people, you know, I could say, you know, birds of a feather, people, people who the fuck needs the noise and the Sturm and Rang of being subjected to assholes that want to claw your eyes out. You know, it's right. just, it's not pleasant. So I think people are going to do that. They're going to migrate to where they feel more comfortable. And that's what you're going to have. It's all, it's, it's sad that it's that way, but it seems it's, that's how it's going. Yes. I mean, one, the side effects on boosters or shots, usually within two weeks. So, I mean, that was a little over that, but I yes. would say, can we wait for the autopsy? They're going to do an autopsy. Why are you? Are they really? That? Yes. Mm. You know, I don't know if it's his, his family wanted that or whatnot. The, yeah. The interesting thing was, because, again, we see things in such little snippets. My wife said to me the, this morning, she's like, well, you know, his father died of you know heart failure. Right. And I'm like, OK, that's fine. I, I checked that away. And then I went and did a little research. And that's true. His father did die of heart failure at the age of 89. So, <laughs> you know, you know pe- different. Yeah. people die and comedians die. And um, I think we discussed one time, one of my favorite guys from way back was a comic named Dick Sean. He was fantastic. He was in the original producers and he was just, he was just awesome. And Dick was on, and Dick was, I think, significantly younger than Saget. He was on stage doing his act. It was a very physical act. He took a, he took a pratfall and he never got off the stage. He died right there. Right. You know, I don't think he'd been boosted before. You know, so. So, it, it, you know, it is what it is, you know, and that's it. And I looked into there was because there's plenty of articles out there for people that want to read more than the headline. And there was an article which mentioned that uh, he had twin siblings that died at birth. So, I mean, that could be anything. So we will kind of take that part off the table. He had yeah. a sister that died at 46 from uh, scleroderma, okay. which is a which is a right. horrible, fairly rare disease yes, and he had a sister that died at 32 of an aneurysm so oh wow so there's some Bob genetic was possibility. Get, as get as far as he did yeah you know and we don't DNA. know yeah you know and just to jump to that conclusion it's like fuck you alex jones that you're going to politicize <laughs> this they tried to do it to betty white too and yeah. this is this is no different to me from the people on the other side who are like, oh, X, Y, Z died and see, he died of COVID and he didn't believe in the vaccines. It's like, it's horrible. Either side. It's horrible. Stop being sure. dicks. 
<laughs> Wouldn't that be nice if we could just have that be the law of the land? Just stop being a dick. Don't Maybe politicize. that's your new logo, Darren. SBD. Don't stop be being a dick. dick. Yeah. But this was uh, from a commercial, obviously a fake commercial. So this is not real rant, but this is from a promo that they did for a roast of Bob Saget years ago. And they're mentioned in that in the uh, troll room that the, the roast was pretty good, but this was the promo for the roast and it's Bob doing what Bob did best. Okay. And Wait one second. Just give me one second. <laughs> you know anything besides your name? I know my line. Thank you. Would you, okay. We just do that one, one more time. I'm going to, dude, I'm going to do it. Just relax. We're just good to go. Can you just stop talking for a second, okay. please? Dude. What's his name? What is his name? The director? Ari. Ari. Yeah. Ari? Can I just take my own cue? What? You know what? What does she have to leave? She's in the scene. Thanks for doing this. You know, um, this is bullshit. I've been here all fucking day. I asked for eggs this morning. Now you shut the fuck up. And it was a bird and they came in and took the bird away. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's weird. I know her. She worked on full house and they knew how to fucking run a set. This is bullshit. Fuck you for not talking to me, man. This is fucking bullshit. You know, this roast meant a lot to me. Now you don't fucking talk. I wrote every fucking line I said today and you're all staring at me like a bunch of fucking idiots. This is fucking bullshit! Fuck it! It's all fucking fake! Fuck you! Fucking bird! Fucking talk! Fuck that bird! Fucking... That bird's a cunt! <laughs> <laughs> so, was that a parrot or a minor bird or something? What, what was, it was it? It was a parrot which they took off the set like five seconds in, probably because he was going to start yelling and uh, okay. maybe freak the bird out, but... Uh, it was a it was a fake set, just like people walking around like we've seen some real rants of actors going nuts. This was obviously not real, but it just showed the comedic abilities of a like you said, when you hear him as, uh, you know, Danny Tanner, the every man, very mild. It's like, no, he was a very blue comic and a very oh, funny yeah. guy. Yeah. And he had just done a show the night before. Yeah. Which uh, you never know when uh when your time is but i mean that's the way to go isn't it not oh god yeah i mean he's such a lucky who the fuck wants to lie in a hospital bed for 47 days with uh you know tubes up your ass and nose fuck no saget was a very lucky dude of course one hell of a career and it was good that he was back out there doing a few shows enjoying what he's doing and he is a comic that will be missed because he brought a i mean again he was the guy on America's funniest home videos. Again, always just yeah. he played such a vanilla guy that the that's people true. <laughs> but that's knew. true. That's a very interesting angle to that guy. Is he? He was like Mister Mister Vanilla, and, and he was fucking maniac. It's he, you're right. He was a Canadian with a wild side. What can you? Oh, know? he's a Canadian. He's yeah, a Canuck. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but he <laughs> he will be missed. And we do. We are a value for value show. We do have some people to thank for today's show. Which oh. I know we had a uh, kind of a, a lull on the, the last couple of shows, but something they must have liked the last show 
because the the doors have opened starting with our buddy bacon dude who came in with 50 bucks no note but we appreciate that bacon dude he's been around for a while listening to the different shows and i mean everybody who doesn't want more bacon yeah really especially when it's really cooked well so it's crispy as hell i hate fatty limp bacon i don't like that yes which is why the air fryer has been a revolution for me yes because you'd always you know the 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 splattering when you try to make bacon in a pan Mm -hmm. it's a mess and then it's never cooked enough and it's not crisp enough or it just but with the air fryer i mean it's perfection Yes, yes, but in the frying pan, with the, the audio is is very pleasing. Well, that is true. It? it has that. We need the noise. You're right. So yeah. we need an air fryer attachment that just gives you the sizzle, right? <laughs> that you would otherwise miss out on. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, coming in at 11:42, Adam Thoreau, who I think's coming Adam. before. Yeah. Hi, Adam. Thank you. Johnny Hipwell was 666, which oh. is it's not the it's not the satanic. Well, it is, but it isn't. Johnny. But he Johnny, came in. You AKA know, Johnny? Gianni. Gianni? You know Johnny well. Yeah, he's, he's Gianni on uh, one of the social media things. Gianni? Gianni Bravo. Gianna. Yeah. Johnny, yeah. He came in with 20 bucks between the show and Planet Rage, uh, which is this show, and uh, Unrelenting and Random Thoughts. So it was, was very much appreciated that they split go. that up over the multiple shows. Our buddy Sir Truck Driver also came in five bucks. This is split over the, all all this, those shows plus the rock Thank and roll pre show. Oh boy! Thank and you, Sir Truck Driver. Then coming in with eight thousand three hundred and fifty three sats, otherwise known yeah. as uh, three dollars and thirty three dollars and thirty six cents. I mean, it's constantly changing. Crypto going up, going yeah. down, more down the last couple of days. But our buddy comic strip blogger who requested that that you read his note <laughs> i will gladly read his note should i tonight should i do that now or record it and send it to him or how i no you can do it now he'll, he's listening i know he's listening right now live i can tell all right so uh, let's see please okay greetings from comic strip blogger to planet rage team feel free to listen to our podcast about artificial intelligence entitled ai.cooking and to see cartoons doodled by me at comic strip Bl- at comicstripblog.com. Yo. Oh, wait a minute. Meaning of amount. Oh, okay. So here's you here's what it is. Meaning of amount, China's lucky number plus Ireland's country code. So there, he just decoded that uh that number for you, Darren. See, people bring different numbers and sometimes you don't know why. And I just love the the note which said, please ask Larry to read the message as you have shouty voice. <laughs> what, what, you see, you should have shouted the whole thing. Shouty, <laughs> I should have screamed it all. You're right. <laughs> no, no. What I, I didn't know countries had lucky numbers. I mean, what is what is China's lucky number? Is is he in the room? Could he tell us? Uh, no. I, he, well, he no. may be listening. He's on No Agenda Social, of course. Okay. But we'll find out what China's lucky number is. Yeah. You know, what is China's lucky number? Except yeah. anything, uh, you know, screw the USA. What is that in, in US? What is <laughs> right. that in number form? What is that? <laughs> then Ireland's country code. I mean, Ireland is where you find the very best whiskey in the land. And That's I know true. some people may disagree. Some people may uh, think it's bourbon. They're wrong. No, it's great stuff. Yeah. The Irish whiskey is good. But we thank you, CSB, for listening thank and you. always being entertaining. 
with Always. the little doodles. He hasn't doodled us yet. I mean, he used to do oh. that all the time on Grumpy Old Ben's, but that was usually when we would fight and stuff. Then, then well, he would stage a fight for him. Right. That he could do a doodle and it would all be good. <laughs> and that was a boostergram, which if you are not using a podcasting 2.0 compliant app, you can go to newpodcastapps.com and find out all about that. We also got a boost from Sir Harry Pilgrim, who came in with. 2,112 sats along with the note rush rule. So I mean, we know what that means. That number is not hard to figure out either. Okay. 2112 is the rush donation is that's a famous rush album. I know you're not a prog rock guy. You're into that country stuff. Country and Alice Cooper, shock rock and you know, all kinds of stuff. True. <laughs> True. I mean, we, we see, we need to come up with a, uh, a takeoff of an Alice Cooper song. Like, uh, you know, no more Mr. Nice Guy or something, and we can have you record it. Countrified. Yeah. The pedal steel guitar. And, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I saw <laughs> that you fun. posted a picture of yourself next to David Bowie making so many comparisons between the uh, the two of you. <laughs> well, there were only two. We had we, we both had red hair, and, and we played the, the same guitar, very similar guitar, both Hag- Hagstrom's, 60s vintage Hagstrom's, which are fabulous guitars that kind of got overlooked somewhere in the... You know, the annals of uh, guitardom. That but, happens a yeah. lot. It does happen a lot. Yeah. And yeah. You, you, but the funny thing with that guitar is like nobody ever, I mean, everybody, you think, you think, uh, you know, guitar, you think uh, Les Paul and Strat and Telly and Gibson 335s and so on. And people, the same thing always happened with me with that band. I, I'd say, what's that? Hacks? Oh, yeah, let me try that. Right. And then I'd hand the guitar and I'd go, holy shit. How much you want for it? <laughs> See, I mean, when they when they came out, they marketed those guitars as the world's fastest neck, and they weren't bullshitting. You can just play that thing for days. It's so playable and comfortable. It's amazing. Yeah, and that's it. I mean, that was just the uh, the guy from Genesis, which is what Mike uh, Rutherford is. It am I getting that right? Was that it? I think so. That okay. uh, if not, somebody will tell me how wrong I was. But he was uh, didn't bring his guitar. It was something due to the whole COVID thing where he didn't yeah. have his guitars with him, where he was locked down. I think it might've been in South Africa mm-hmm. and he ended up going to a shop and just getting a couple, you know, two, $300 of the fender. It was, it was the, what the epiphany. It was the knockoff of fender, but it was a fender oh, the, company. Uh, well, Epiphone was a Gibson knockoff. Is that what you mean? Or maybe it was um, a different, uh, maybe a different brand, but it was whatever fender would make to be, like their cheaper line hmm. and okay. whatever Squire it was. Squire. Yes. Squire. Thank you. Okay. All right. And he liked that so much. He just took it on stage with him. Cause that's the guitar. He liked, he start playing it enough. And it's like, yeah. his tech was like, okay, I made a few minor adjustments, but it's almost a stock $300 guitar, which is yeah. a beautiful thing. Uh Oh, <laughs> Digi guru is like fucking Larry's a fucking ginger. <laughs> well, not so much anymore, but I was. Ah, only <laughs> a lot of silver days. threads among the red now. <laughs> see, that's where see the whole personality probably changed then. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, there's also I, I you know, my wife will attest to that when the uh, when the uh, when the whole uh, pandemic crap began and you couldn't get a haircut. You right. Know, I grew my, I grew my hair out pretty good, and I also grew a sizable mustache and goatee. And somewhere I have, I should post a picture of me uh, with that. Sounds like you were ready on. for seventies porn. 
Exactly. Yeah. You know, well, I should say a return to 74. <laughs> um, but uh, now people and are so looking. She, and she, and she, she claims that, uh, that, uh, that, that cabbage on my face changed my personality and she hated my guts. And she called, <laughs> she, she called me Mustache Larry. And my daughter, she, she keeps saying, oh, Dad, you look so cool. And grow that back, grow that back. And my wife's like, No, I don't want Mustache Larry in his house again. So I think I'm going to do a, a Mustache Larry. But you know, the fact of the matter is, I fuck, I, I, you know, who gives a shit? But it, I found it so, <laughs> dare I use the word problematic, you know, eating and stuff. It's a fucking mess. I don't know how people, but, and the guys with the big beards, I don't have no idea how they can tolerate that because every time you eat or it's, it, it's, it's, a, it's an endless cleaning exercise to have that. Yeah. You ever had a mustache, beard, whatever? I've got the goatee, but I keep it fairly short. I give my buddy Gene that I do the unrelenting show with because he's got like a ZZ top beard and it's like, you no shit. You can lose wow. a sandwich in there, man. <laughs> that is uh, that is the problem. It's like it's uh, it's going to pick up everything. And uh, that's a lot of uh, as as the same with women who have, you know, the hair down to their ass. It's like that's a lot of time spent to a lot of work, wash and dry and styled and all that. I'm much more for the uh, quick and easy. Yeah. What can I yeah, say? I like that. Yeah. Low maintenance. It's the way to go. But if you want to take part in the value for value thing we've got going on, go over to planetrage.show, click the donate button or use the QR codes and addresses or P.O. box, all that stuff. It is all greatly appreciated. Anything uh, good coming up on that Larry show this week? Can we just can we take a covid break? I want some good Larry stories. <laughs> you know, I, I was, you know, I, I think I'm going to do that. I, I'm kind of noodling with the idea of um, um, War of the Words. Um, because so many words are being bent, as we've seen, you know, by people, insurrection and democracy and vaccine and so forth. But yeah, you know, I don't know. I, I, I don't, you, it's a, it's a jump ball, Darren. Can't tell you. <laughs> but it's <laughs> always entertaining, which is good. That's why people have to tune in to find out what's going on. So many good podcasts, so little time. Add yeah. them to your shows and uh, add them to your list. Get a good podcasting app. Although, you know, listen to our shows at yes. one time speed and listen uh, and you know don't forget to plug your own randomthoughts.com i mean i always learn something with this uh, big galoot this darren guy and uh i mean he, the way he took apart uh, the, the january 6th thing was an eye opener and i i kind of fi find what you know, i won't say pride myself but i like to think that i'm you know up on the uh the small strokes in these things but darren really does these deep dives and uh, they're always enlightening so Check them out. And a lot of the information that I come up with that I had not heard comes from Bill O'Reilly, which mm -hmm. I know a lot of people don't like Bill O'Reilly and for a variety of reasons, and that's fine. But his coverage over the last couple of years with COVID has been spot on. I haven't found anything that he's reported that you go, ah, no, no, that, that's BS or that's not true or that's been disproven. And he's got some interesting people coming on the show. I mean, I'd love to have Cash Patel come on our show. Yeah. You know, somebody that yeah. was in the room with Donald Trump when he was requesting the National Guard troops. But it's nice to hear this stuff from people that were boots on the ground telling you what actually happened. And then you just have to start. This is as much as I hate the whole conspiracy theory thing. When you hear from somebody that Donald Trump requested these troops. And Donald Trump has said this himself. It was also verified through Bill O'Reilly with 
the secretary of defense that this all actually happened. Then the conspiracy theory comes in, which is why didn't Pelosi or the mayor of Washington, D.C., why didn't they say, yes, we want those troops? Because they probably were hoping that what would happen did happen. And then they'd have they'd make political hay out of that as they have. And now they've got, uh, you know, an anniversary, a yearly anniversary to say, look how great we are and how bad the rest of you are. Makes a lot of sense. Right. And that's pretty bad. But hey. Yeah, this is why we're here and we will be back next week on Monday for another edition of Planet Rage. Until then, I'm Darren O'Neill and he is the one and only Larry oh Blydner or as uh, everybody else just calls him. It's Larry fucking Larry, the ginger, the, <laughs> the ginger. Oh, that's OK. That's your new nickname from now on. It's like it's okay. the ginger. Just call me TG. <laughs> Works for me. U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Oh, world 